Well, hello, and welcome to All The Way Alive, the podcast for accomplished humans age 45 plus who want to squeeze all the available living and adventure out of this lifetime, the one you have right now. I'm your host and facilitator, Susan Sutherland, former C-suite executive turned coach and thought partner for humans 45 plus, committed to bringing their long-held dreams to fruition and to being all the way alive in this season. I also co-own and operate a ranch and retreat center in rural South Africa. In this podcast, we're going to explore what it means to continue to grow, learn, and evolve into more of who we are meant to be as individuals and as fellow humans as we age. In short, we'll have juicy conversations about what it means to age well and to be all the way alive, especially after the age of 45. Please note, there will be lots of laughter and swears. So let's dive in, shall we? Well, hey and hello. I'm Susan and I'm so happy to be here. I want to chat this episode about a few things 2023 and a few more things 2024. This is my year in review and looking ahead to the next year episode where I share both my process as well as some wide-ranging personal observations. And for the record, this will be the final episode of the podcast until early 2024. I already have a few guests lined up that I'm so excited about. I can hardly wait, except honestly, I can wait. I really need and want the downtime I've got booked between December 16th and January 4th. In a weird shift of tectonic plates, or perhaps it's Mercury retrograde, I won't be in South Africa for Christmas this year, and I won't be spending it with my spouse. Let me quickly reassure those of you who've been following my treatment for the, quote, little bit of breast cancer, unquote, I was diagnosed with in July. This is not health-related. In fact, my spouse and David and I kicked the can down the road with respect to our retired person's visa, which allowed us to come and go at will over a four-year period. It expired in July, and so rather than renewing with an existing valid visa, we are renewing or rather reapplying from scratch, and we can only do so from our home country. So instead of me flying to South Africa on Christmas Day, which was the plan until last week, I'll stay here in San Francisco. David will fly back to the U.S. in mid-January, and we'll try to get our visas from the South African consulate in Los Angeles. We'll stay here until around mid-February when one or both of us needs to be back in South Africa to meet my arriving mother and our niece. They'll be with us for about a month, and we plan to drive to and adventure in Cape Town. So it really matters that we're there. We could not have designed a more chaotic series of events if we had planned for it. Oh, well. Just another curveball brought to us, me, by the ever-changing, very fickle 2023. It has been a tough, tough year for the world, and I'm sure you won't disagree with me. And reckoning with the wars and inhumanity in so many places has been a challenge for many of us to reconcile. How do we go on in our privileged lives when the suffering is so great? It can feel wrong to carry on with our lives, with our commerce, with our daily activities. It can feel so inadequate to do what we can, donate, 
right to our government representatives, be visible, protest. And it feels incongruous to carry both our care about ourselves and our care for the condition of the world. But we must. And I know it has been said by others, we can't be any good to anyone if we don't care for our own capacity. Above all, we must continue to hope for a better world and to put action behind the hope by doing what we can to make it better in whatever way we are called to. It's part of why I do what I do, my coaching. It doesn't necessarily make the kind of impact that we dream of making, but it can change lives. It changes mine. And also why we, why we, my husband and I, are trying to have a successful job-creating lodge and ranch in South Africa. We want to create opportunity for people in this very rural area where our lodge is. So it's in that spirit that I wanted to share a little bit about my year-end review and planning processes in case it's helpful or useful to you. This is an all-in review I do around my personal life as well as our two businesses, my coaching, Susan A. Sutherland Coaching and Consulting, and Mbembe Logic Brewport, our South African Lodge and Ranch. It's a big picture review, if you want to put it that way. What went well, what didn't, what I'm chuffed about, what drained me, as well as whether the goals were hit and whether delight and joy or purpose was front and center, whether I'm moving in the direction that I hope for myself and for my life. I try to take a somatic approach to my review and my planning, using my body to inform my assessment and to guide my plans. What I'm proud of having accomplished tends to feel good in my body in a certain way. What didn't go to plan, especially at my own hand, is also there. For what it's worth, it's also where I start looking forward. How do I want to feel in the new year? I have one to three words every year that anchor me in for the year ahead. And the things I'm intentional about and plan for are the things that support the way I want to feel. I'm going to bottom line the things I'm most proud of and pleased about for 2023. And then I'll double back on the things that were, well, shit or disappointing. And interestingly, in at least one case, they're the same thing. In my coaching practice, being more consistent with my visibility, including my weekly-ish emails and my quarterly free masterclasses, and the biggest accomplishment is the launch of this podcast. And I was able to maintain my visibility and launch the podcast at a time that was hectic and fraught. And I'm delighted with it, especially as I hold it as an imperfect gem that I brought forward, even though... It's new. It's a little rough. It's that imperfect gem that sparkles, even as I know it will reflect more light with time. So that's kind of a big deal for me, and I'm proud of it. My revenue for the business was good this year, and after I give 15% of my revenue to nonprofits, something I do annually, I have unfortunately a tendency to turn around any other income I've earned and invested in more training and development. So that's good, but it doesn't actually end up with a whole lot to play with financially. It's a generative tendency, but I think I'll be tightening the purse strings in 2024. 2023 was formative for the Lodge in South Africa, and it was really the first year 
that the lodge was both ready and where we actually had guests. The style and features of our rooms and the quality and presentation of the meals hit a high bar of delight and professionalism. And we had a number of guests. While we had hoped in the early years to have guests, truth be told, we weren't ready. We hadn't had enough time to bring the lodge to a vision of how the room should look and how we wanted to maintain the food and the atmosphere in the place. We also launched this year our Sunday supper concept, which is a reservation only four course meal one Sunday a month. And we ran a couple of those. We also did a couple of those where we invited guests as guests to see if we could get them interested in a paying um, experience. We still aren't turning a profit overall, but at least we have income to offset some of the expenses. And we will continue to think about ways that we can generate interest in our lodge and continue to provide jobs and training for the employees that we have there. Personally, 2023 has been a challenge, but it was not without some very lovely highlights. My mother and sister-in-law visit us in South Africa in the early part of the year, and showing them what we love about it and spending time with them here was a delight. David and I spent 10 days in the Kaladati, fulfilling a long-held dream of being in the red sands, seeing oryx, and being enveloped by stars at night. Then once back in the United States, I got the diagnosis in July for the quote little bit of breast cancer. And David also got a pulmonary embolism, which made for a shit time for both of us. He was in the ICU for three days and um, was released and basically felt fine. They had pumped him full of blood thinners. I'm almost finished with my treatments now, and David will be on blood thinners for the duration to be evaluated probably in the next year. The medical stuff really took us by surprise. Neither of us has had any health challenges in our life so far, not even broken bones. We have been so, so lucky. We realize that we've not been tending to our health and wellness as we should in order to continue to live the bright, vibrant and adventurous lives we want. Although both of us agree that our health probably didn't contribute to these particular health challenges. It's hard to know what caused breast cancer, for example, but we don't think that there's a causal component to it. Nonetheless, we talked a lot about wanting to feel better in our bodies, wanting to get healthier so that we could continue to live adventurously late into our lives. And we started a commitment to do a weekly Sunday hike. That Sunday hike, which I've written about in some of my emails, has proven to be such a blessing. Not a Sunday goes by that we don't say something like, I really didn't want to go this morning, but now that we're here, I'm so glad we are. An additional benefit has been that after several years, including the pandemic times, of not feeling very connected to our lives here in San Francisco, I have fallen back in love with the Bay Area. I am more present to all it has to offer and to how beautiful it is nestled in this extraordinary bay location. Having health challenges, as they are so politely called, and all the thoughts and feelings that come with them, have also brought some amazing gifts, a deepened awareness for me and David of our mortality, our attachment to one another, and the lives we live, a profound gratitude for simply being alive, 
and for all the experiences we get to keep having. And most importantly, perhaps so much love for and from the many people, followers, clients and guests, friends and family in our lives. The tedium of dealing with medical appointments and procedures has been offset by the positive outcomes and these important resets and realizations about the many gifts in our life. I know we are truly lucky in so many ways, and our challenges pale in comparison to those of so many. But back to wanting to feel better in our bodies, I'd love to report that our plans, and there's some bunny ears around that in quotes, to get in better shape by moving more and lifting weights and dropping a few or more pounds have been successful so far. We began those discussions in probably around July and August. It is now December. However, we are still sitting with an emphasis on sitting with our intentions. To be fair, I've been getting out for a walk daily and have added strength training back into my routine. It's just not a regular thing yet. And so it feels a little wobbly. And I can't really speak to David's progress since he's in South Africa without me. And I can't encourage him. It feels like nagging when it's from afar. So all in, there's a lot to be proud of from 2023. Things we intentionally did or accomplished, as well as how we handled and adjusted to surprises and how we felt to be in the world at this time. Pivoting now to how I plan for the year ahead. And plan is in quotes because... I tend to think of a plan like a budget, like a map. You kind of know the lay of the land, but sometimes you need to take a turn or you need to underspend or overspend for a particular reason. So planning is really just a directional guide and an intention for me. No matter how specific it gets, I believe there has to be some room to make adjustments because things happen and not everything is within our control. So for planning, it starts as before with me asking myself how I want to feel. And then I spend time imagining the things, the people, the activities that I have in my life or want in my life that will lead me or give me those feelings. My body during this process always informs me and lets me know if and when I'm on the right track. I also leverage a word or three to guide me for the year. And if that's already clear to me, it's on the table along with how I want to feel during my planning process. For example, my words for 2023 were allow and believe. Actually, it was believe and allow. It kind of matters the order. And they definitely guided me throughout the year, even though their work is not yet done with me. There's still more believing and more allowing that I want to do but they definitely helped shape how I showed up in 2023. For 2024, I'm playing with a few words, but I haven't yet decided, so I won't share them. But I can already feel how they might inform my thinking, feeling, and planning in my approach to the year. I look for words that will have an expansive effect on me, my worldview, and my potential impact. I yearn to make a difference. Having a vision, including things that we don't know how they might occur, I don't know if that's grammatical, but nonetheless, is so, so important. It doesn't have to be like a corporate or business vision that results in a few crisp sentences. And by the way, if that's you, well done. I think that what's more important is to have a picture in your mind for yourself and your life 
which will set the stage for doing the things that make you feel a certain way and therefore fuels your energy in that direction. That visioning, seeing in your mind's eye what you want for yourself and how you want things to show up is incredibly powerful. While I believe that writing things down is an essential part of reinforcing your own thoughts, perspective, and vision, it doesn't have to be crisp or short or embossed on stationery. And then, as I have found time and again, we can let the firm grip go. So we spend time envisioning and thinking about how to get that vision to come true for us. And then we can detach from the outcome and count on our vision to guide us. In that space of equanimity, we can welcome the things that support us, even though we didn't plan for them, and even if they look different than we had originally imagined. I was talking about the planning process with a friend a few days ago. I said, perhaps with a little self-directed snarkiness, quote, once we've settled into our bodies and envisioned and dream, we can pivot and we can do some braining, unquote. He asked me what I meant by braining. He'd never heard it before. Well, that's because I just made it up. Braining is my word for leveraging our analytical mind. This means setting goals around revenue, impact, number of types of products and services, development, launch, and delivery schedules of those services, as well as systems and foundations which allow us to run successful businesses. They are important so we can know the steps needed to get to our destination and can check our progress along the way. Braining is key, but envisioning and finding your inner compass in that process, I believe, comes first. Braining is the scaffolding we bring to the beginning of something we're building. Can you tell I'm still in the throes of my planning process for 2024? Still thinking about the how I want to do it and what pieces and things need to show up there? I am still looking forward to the year ahead, even without crystal clear plans. Yet. Again, I'd like to share some broad brush strokes for the highlights here. First, in my coaching practice, I have a couple of objectives. One is to continue to stretch my visibility and audience through my emails, this podcast, and my socials. I want to expand my offerings in two ways, primarily beyond my one-on-one, one-to-one work with clients. First up is my retreat in South Africa that I've already begun taking enrollment for uh, from May 5th to 12th in 2024. This retreat, and frankly, I aspire to have two every year in May and November, is a long-held dream for me. I saw it as soon as we purchased our property in the lodge in South Africa in 2018. This retreat is limited to six people. It will be an amazing, adventurous experience and an opportunity for supported, deep personal reflection, away from the day-to-day, which keeps us both distracted and in patterns which we may have outgrown. I'm so looking forward to that. And second, I'm also incubating an amazing three-month group program, which I've named Meant for More, the details for which are still very top secret, mainly because some of them haven't been finalized. I will be sharing more information about it in early 2024. If you're interested in learning more about the retreat, there's a link in the show notes. In our lodge business, with our delay in getting me to South Africa this year, Our primary objective is to get more weekend visitors from Johannesburg, which is about three hours away, and to leverage our, quote, recommended accommodation, unquote, status by South African Bird Life magazine. 
we want to draw twitchers, who, which is also known as birders, to our valley. And of course, we'll host the retreat participants in May. We haven't yet decided about extending our Sunday suppers into this season, as they are a lot of work. And without me there, they simply won't happen in a way that feels good to us or to the lodge. Once I'm there in February, we'll revisit the concept. For me personally, I've got a big multi-part goal around health and wellness. First, and perhaps pretty obviously, I'd like to be cancer-free, which I will assume I will be as of December 22nd when I complete my radiation. But I'll also be on medication for the next five years and require follow-up scans every six months. There's a question mark about whether the cancer will go away forever or might come back. It doesn't scare me but I'm also not looking forward to it. Second, I want to continue my practices of breathwork and meditation and yoga, which gives me and my body a grounded, alive, and spacious feeling when I start the day with them. It really matters how the day begins for me. And third, and this is a big complex goal, I really want to devote more focused time and effort into getting fit and getting fit in ways that feel fresh and natural, and outdoors. That, of course, includes getting stronger, improving my conditioning and heart health, and shedding some pounds. Sunday hikes, no matter where we are, will continue to be important for our physical and mental health. And I'm glad we at least have that tradition, that habit, already started. And what if play and creativity and rest, I hear myself ask? Really excellent question. And it may well be that the vision for 2024 that I've described loosely here has too much doing in it and not enough being, not enough playing, exploring, creating, or resting. What I know about myself is that advancing a goal like a new coaching program will call my attention more than the quieter whispers of nourishing my soul and my body. But nourishing my body and soul explicitly is something that I not only want, but need. So as I pick up my planning threads over the next few weeks, I will be thinking about how to incorporate more of those things intentionally and not with whatever time is left over. We all know there's never any leftover time. And on that note, I want to thank you for being here, for being a listener, and I want to wish you, dear listener, the best, safest, and most loving holiday season. I also want to wish you a very fresh new year full of all you might want and more. As I said at the top of this episode, All the Way Live will be on break until the week of January 8th. Thanks for listening. It means the world to me. So until next time, be all the way alive. And that's a wrap on this episode of All the Way Alive, the podcast for accomplished humans 45 plus who want to squeeze all the available living and adventure out of this lifetime. I'm Susan A. Sutherland, and I'm so glad you've joined me here. If you enjoyed listening, you can support me in this podcast by subscribing to future episodes, leaving a review and giving the podcast five stars, and sharing it with your friends and colleagues. I'd love to talk about more things that matter to you. So please reach out and let me know what's on your mind and I'll put your ideas in the hopper for potential future episodes. Until next time, be all the way alive. Be all the way alive.